Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, it is your boy, Stevie Jobber. And it's your boy, Dangerous Duke. And welcome back to the Dangerous Jobbers podcast, putting wrestling over one podcast at a time. Yes, sir. Stevie Jobber, man. How you feeling, bro? I'm I'm feeling good. I'm feeling a little bittersweet, but I'm I'm feeling good today. How you feeling, man? Uh, I got to say the same. I, it, it's a bittersweet. It's a bittersweet episode for me, but it's still going to be a good one nonetheless. Yes, sir. And you guys will find out soon enough. But as, as always, we got to start with the wrestler of the pod coming from Duke this week. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So the wrestler of the pod this week is a man out of the reality of wrestling camp. So straight from that Booker T learning tree, hey. uh, we are going with Stephen Wolf. If you guys don't know who he is, like I just said, straight from the reality of wrestling uh, training facility. He's been there since, I believe, 2019, started training in 2014 mm-hmm. under the late, great Harley Race. The GOAT. And then he's also been a teammate with Trey Miguel. He's a former United Glory champion, a former two-time PGP franchise champion. So he's got some accolades under his belt, trained by one of the GOATs of professional wrestling. And, you know, if you haven't checked him out, you need to. He dubs himself the Wolf of Wrestling. Great high flying, great technical ability. It's just a matter of time before this guy pops up on the scene somewhere in some capacity. So if you haven't checked him out, make sure you check out Stephen Wolf. All right, man. All right. Well, I guess it's only right. The first thing we touch on is got to be why we're so bittersweet today. I'm bittersweet for two reasons. It was an ultimately good week, but just these these first two topics we're going through is just slightly bittersweet about it. Yeah, man. Uh, so we're going to kick it off with the pay-per-view that just happened this past Friday, Impact's Emergence Show. All things considered, it was a fairly good show. I enjoyed it. They definitely didn't uh, disappoint on my end, at least. I, I don't know about yours, but... There were some great moments here, and I want to touch on your opinion on them because, you know what, we'll, we'll, we'll start with last week and then bring it into this week. So last week, as you guys know, if you don't know, you need to go check it out. Please. We had the one and the only Alex Shelley the on the podcast. We had him on here. We touched on a few things, wrestling related, life related ahead of his Impact World Championship match. Now, this match, in my opinion, was a great storytelling match. Mm-hmm. This, this was a match that Alex got to show why he was deserving of a world title opportunity. The fact that he went 20 years without ever having one was a shocker, and him finally getting one was kind of like, you know, the seal of approval from impact, I guess saying, Hey, you know, we appreciate what you've done for us in the past and what you're doing now, because what you're doing is great stuff with Mm. the new talent that we have and the established talent that we have him and Josh Alexander put on a great storytelling match. It was technical, great storytelling, a little bit of high flying here and there. I think they did great with this match. Uh, The result, eh, a little sour on it, but you know, it was still a great match. Well, I watched Impact Emergence start to finish. I totally agree that they had a great match, but I watched Impact start to finish. 
Um, shout out to Fight TV. It was only cost me like nine, ten dollars. Very affordable. <laughs> um, I watched the start to finish. I missed everything but the pre-show match where the uh, women's tag titles changed hands or the knockouts tag titles changed hands. You mean you caught everything but the pre-show match? I caught everything but the pre-show yeah. match. The entire pay-per-view was was great. Sammy Callahan was great. I thought Honor No More was great. I thought the women's match was great. Uh, the knockouts championship match was great. But the match I came to see was definitely Alex Shelley versus Josh Alexander. And man, I, I going back through the entire story of how they built this match, it's bittersweet to me because not only did we have Alex Shelley on the podcast, but we both are huge fans and been following Alex Shelley the entire time and kind of the story of Alex Shelley versus Josh Alexander is that Josh or Josh Alexander seeing Alex Shelley made him want to train, made him want to get into this business. And a lot of this story has been surrounded by Alex Shelley. And as we heard on the pod, he's not, he's not old, really. He's 39. Mm-hmm. He's 39. He's in the best shape of his life with probably the most knowledge he's ever had in his life about wrestling and about the human anatomy. And still having amazing matches uh, alongside the new talent like Trey Miguel, but also uh, next to the veterans like his tag partner, Chris Saban. And the whole story was really about how great and how long Alex Shelley has been doing this. So it disappointed me. It's bittersweet because I feel like it was a great statement match for him. And start to finish, it was an absolute technical classic. Mm -hmm. But it was bittersweet to me because he was still, he's still young. He can still go. And I felt like if there was ever a story that paved the perfect way to an amazing title reign. It was this one. Mm -hmm. I think any fan of Alex Shelley, whether it be a coworker or an old fan or a new fan, this match was a really big match for you. So I think in that respect, I'm happy about it. You know? Yeah, no question. But definitely bittersweet that he lost. I mean, those guys went out there and did a an amazing job though don't get me wrong oh, got, like, and, and josh alexander definitely deserves that title before this alex shelley match so i'm not mad at the result as far as what the right decision might have been but mm-hmm. i feel like if there was any time to put a belt on alex shelley this was it the the fan and you wanted it to be alex shelley so deeply so deeply and they told such a classic wrestling story if you've ever paid attention to, and this is a little nerdy, but if you ever pay attention to like the actual story of matches, mm-hmm. you know, there are some matches that's just hitting spots over and over, but the real veterans of the ring know how to make a story out of the match. They know how to build, they know how to build to the match, build during the match and yes. t- finish the story off in the ring. Mm-hmm. And they told a perfect story of how smart and intelligent and how long Alex Shelley's been doing this and just how pure, how much of a pure monster Josh Alexander is as well. So yeah. just amazing, legendary match for both these guys. Um, just 
oh man, did I want Alex Shelley to win at the end? Yeah, I, we both did, man. We we both had we both had our uh, our names in the Alex Shelley hat. But something that oh, something else that also happened during the pay per view. Your girl made an appearance, man, and you've been calling for this and clamoring for this for quite some time. We got the face off between former wrestler of the pod, Jordan Grace, and former multiple time wrestler of the pod, Masha Slamovich. Man, I wish I had a rant to go on, but I I, I don't, I'm just it's, this is bittersweet because she is a multiple time wrestler of the pod. She is our first wrestler of the pod. And we've been doing this two years. So two years ago, when she was just coming back from Marvelous in Japan, when she was not a, a name in the States, really, mm-hmm. I, I picked her and I knew this was going to be somebody amazing. Two years later, she is challenging for the Impact Knockouts Women's Championship. And it's just bittersweet because I wish we were a bigger pod. Yeah. <laughs> so I could go to people and be like, I called it. I freaking called it mm-hmm. two years ago. I told you she was going to be somebody. And uh, I'm just I'm just super proud that she's made it this far, that she's such a force um, and impact and that people like Jordan Grace, people like Mercedes Martinez, people like Thunder Rosa have given have helped get her uh, to the level that she needs to be on the Indies overall. It's just amazing to see her get this far. I just really wish I could (laughs) I could. Like, you're having one of those. I, I hate to say I told you so, but I want to say I told you so. I want to so say I told you, you so, but it, nobody's gonna care at this one. <laughs> like I wish, I wish we had known her. I wish we had like done interviews earlier, mm-hmm. so that she could be there now, and I could go on Twitter and be like, I told you, I told you, I told all of you. Mm-hmm. But I mean, super happy for her, man. She she's been an absolute force. I didn't I didn't think they'd have her be an undefeated monster, but I did know she would be amazing in the, in that ring with just about anybody. Yeah. And she's been mixing it up with just about everybody, which is absolutely amazing. And they've mm-hmm. been giving her a fantastic run of impact because of the people she's been surrounded with that she's gotten that ring with and that she's proved herself against. And it is just great to see. It's great to see. Yeah, man. You love to see it. You really do. So that takes everything out of the uh, Impact Emergence pay-per-view that was important enough for us to talk about. Still a great show. I enjoyed it. Kudos to Alex Shelley, Josh Alexander for putting on a masterclass of a main event. Mm -hmm. If you guys haven't watched it, I wholeheartedly suggest you go to YouTube, type in Alex Shelley versus Josh Alexander, and you're going to see why we say you need to watch it. Just amazing, dude. Just amazing. I mean, even the promo the the night before or the week At, before. Everything, man. Everything, dude. It was and it was a master promo as well. Mm-hmm. Master promo from Alex Shelley. Yeah. And I, I, I love this new. I would also like to see Alex Shelley as a heel. I don't know that Alex Shelley's ever been a heel, but if you listen to that, to that, uh, to that promo ahead of the Josh Alexander match, 
and I love the intellect, the, the, he really is able to bring how smart he is about the human anatomy to a promo. Yes. And it wasn't part of his promos before in the 2000s. So it would be amazing to see him as kind of this evil genius of a heel. Yeah. That is just so, he knows so much about the human body and he does so much research because he's a veteran that he can just pick you apart. Mm-hmm. And if that's where this is headed, I'm sorry to ruin your booking plans impact. <laughs> I called it again early. If that <laughs> is the case. Um, but the, yeah, man, just even the promo before about, you know, how you're going to be standing across in that ring, seeing somebody you grew up watching, the reason you're into this. And I'm just going to see a mark, an Alex Shelley mark. Mm-hmm. Definitely, definitely. Love the so, promo, love the match. So with that being said, we are going to jump into AEW. And not not too much happened this week. This was kind of a this was kind of a filler week for AEW, I guess. But one thing that did happen very recently, Hook got the FTW title, yes. and I don't and I don't think we got to touch on it too much because we did not. We were prepping for Alex Shelley, and then we had a bunch of other stuff going on, trying mm. to make sure we did the best we could. Yeah, but our boy Hook got the FTW title. And now it is announced that his first opponent is going to be none other than the one and the only Zach Clayton. Duke, tell us about Zach Clayton. Okay. I'm glad you asked me because I did my due diligence and I did my research. Good, sir. Go ahead. So Zach Clayton has trained at the In Your Face Wrestling School. Now, that wrestling school is no longer around, but it's okay because after he trained there, he trained with your friend and mine. He was trained by Johnny Rods. Okay. Now, those of you who don't know who Johnny Johnny Rods Rods. is, he trained the Dudley Boys. He trained Tommy Dreamer. uh, He trained Sabu, Taz, trained quite a few of the ECW guys. He has two years of actual pro wrestling experience, so still a little new, but he's young. He's 25 years old. You can understand this. And I would say his biggest claim to fame, surprisingly enough, being from New Jersey, (laughs) he is the husband of JWoww from the Jersey Shore. No. Word? Yeah. That's funny. That's going to be funny. Okay. So. New York versus New Jersey. Yeah. New New York versus the unwanted stepchild of New York. <laughs> I mean. That should be a, that should be a fun squash. Look, we're, look, we're based out of Philly, man. And New Jersey is like our unwanted neighbor. So. Mm-hmm. I'm just Dude, kidding. We, we kicked somebody out over there one time. I'm, uh, we're, we're not going to talk about what I did in Wildwood. <laughs> Um, yeah, I, I think the, the craziest part about Hook winning the FTW title probably is that it wasn't the craziest thing that happened during that segment. No. I mean, your guy Ricky Starks bared his soul, man. And I was feeling him with the tear in his eye. Mm-hmm. And then he got his head knocked off by Powerhouse Hawks. <laughs> After winning the hearts of many, literally seconds later, 
<laughs> got a brick thrown at his head. I'm, I'm just I'm just gonna say because you talked about how you spotted Masha Slamovich when nobody else did. Yes. I did say I like Ricky Starks from way back. Way way, back. way more than a let's say Rios. Yes. Oh God. And we haven't even used the the Lesse Rios name in a while, but yeah, they're they're finally starting to show Lesse Rios more on TV. I mean, I'm he's excited to you about that part. Hey, hey, he's he's learning. You know, he might be learning from QT Marshall and Cody, but I still thought I still and still thought and still think Starks was the way way better of the two. Well, clearly now, right? <laughs> yeah. So, do you see anything coming from this Zach Clayton versus Hook match, or do you think it's going to be a Hook squash? I see Hook squash in this guy, and that's what I see. That's okay. what I see coming from this. All right. I see Zach getting the good check, and I see Hook <laughs> having an excuse to be on TV and choke somebody out, the handsome devil. I mean, I'm not going to lie. I think it's going to be a squash. I really do. But in a time when you're signing all these old WWE – I don't want to say old. That's that's kind of a bad way to put it. When you're signing all these ex-WWE guys to your roster – Which you might not be anymore. Yeah. I think signing some younger guys that you can develop yourself is a great way to go about it. And mm-hmm. this guy is still very new, only two years in, mm-hmm. trained by Johnny Rods. You have people on your roster now that are veteran talent that were trained by Johnny Rods. So he's a very credible trainer. So signing a, I don't think signing Zach Clayton is the worst move in the world. He's got a decent look to him. He's young. You know, something could potentially come from it find it funny that it's a jersey shore husband but you know well you never know i mean jennifer hudson's husband was on wwe for a while but i do agree with yeah oh yeah yeah, yeah. i i, for, I forgot you're right yeah. you're right he had a good look to him too he was, he was somebody for a second yep shout out david otunga by the way mm-hmm. i will say that i definitely agree that they still they still need to keep a rapport of signing, keeping this new, even if you don't sign anymore, don't sign anybody else. We already don't have room. And until you get that ROH TV deal, some people are just going to be stuck in the ether. Mm -hmm. Don't sign any more people from anywhere. Um, But I will say that, yeah, stick with what you have. But I will say what it is time for is definitely to develop and push the talent that are original talents so that and not to say this like anybody that's been to wwe is now considered a veteran because it's not true mm-hmm. but there are guys that are better used at their current level of relevancy and hype that would be better off helping elevate or helping get in the ring with some of these guys that you've had signed originally that haven't been able to get on TV as much. Yeah. It's not just, it shouldn't just be a show lending itself to the ex-WWE guy or the names you've made thus far. It is time to start pushing some of these guys that have been on dark and elevation a long time into the main spotlight, which makes me happy about the ass boys 
getting their whole thing with the acclaimed. Mm-hmm. So I do think a little more of that needs to happen. But of course, now the Triple H's had a creative. We might be seeing a lot more of that. But back to the point, yeah, Hook is going to squash this guy. Yeah, I, I agree with that. One, 100%. Hook and Zach Clayton, I don't see anything. I don't see anything coming from that for Zach Clayton. But, you know, nice to see Hook defending the FTW title as soon as he gets it. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. And why wouldn't you? And mm-hmm. put this guy on TV every week to just smash somebody for five minutes. Send Hook. Send Hook. So we got another return this week. This is, I guess this is. Ooh, really? Yeah. We got a return from CM Punk. And I guess now this means we are going to eventually get that championship unifier match between Punk and Moxley. Well, actually, well, let me ask you this. Do you think Punk is 100% or do you think he just made an appearance because they cleared him for a run-in? I don't think he's 100% yet. I think, well, that, that's why I said eventually we're getting it. Eventually. I, I feel like this would have to be, I'd give it another month. before. Do you think, I, do you think he'll be at All Out in September? Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I think he'll make All Out no problem. Okay. So, okay. yeah, you figure All Out's what, the middle of September? Um, I feel like I saw September 3rd. All right, so that means what? Two weeks, three weeks. Um, I think he can make it. I think he can make it. I think the way he, he was walking it. around in the ring. Yeah, I still wouldn't put him in the ring right away. No, um, no. Let him. I wouldn't let have him, him have a match until. Let him just do the run-ins. Let him just do the promos to build for it. If you want to have him get, you know, clocked from behind, you know, you can do that. But yeah, as far as actual wrestling goes. I wouldn't, I wouldn't I wouldn't give him a match until all I, I wouldn't give him a match until all out. Yeah. Well, let me ask you a second question. Given the run that Moxley's been on, do you think Punk wins the belt back? Because I've I've honestly asked myself this after the Jericho match and how well he did with it. Is Moxley a stronger like champion than Punk is? I feel like given the the limited amount of time Punk has been champ, maybe it's not fair to consider, but I'm seeing the Moxley matches in general. Mm-hmm. And he's booked like Stone Cold out there, man. Yeah. Now, this is like the Punk Stone Cold match that we never got, only it's Punk seven, maybe like 10 years older than we thought he'd be at the time. Yeah. So does that older silver CM Punk win against a young new Stone Cold type? I'm tossing and turning with my answer for this because see this is this is where it gets difficult. I uh, I would say I would rather have Moxley keep it, but then the problem that arises is that there's too many major champions too early i would say in blackpool this is a great you know what well i'm gonna start doing this too because i feel like we need more interactions on the pods i'm gonna start doing questions of the week 
based mm-hmm. off of things we talk about on the pod. So this will be the question of the week. It'll be, do you think CM Punk beats Dean Ambrose? Moxley, yeah. Or, or it's my bad, John Moxley. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen Dean Ambrose in years. Yeah, so that that would be that would be a good question of the week. I, people listening right now, answer that question. Who do you think should keep? Who do you think should be the champion after All Out? Should it be Moxley or should it be CM Punk? Because I'm I'm tossing and turning with my answer. I would like to say yes, let Moxley keep the belt. But then it becomes you have too many major champions in Blackpool Combat Club. You got Moxley as the AEW champion. You would have Claudio as the ROH world champion. You got Wheeler as the pure, pure champion. And then it's just Daniel. Yeah. And then that becomes the big question of where's Daniel's title? Because Daniel's just as good, if not more uh more technically sound than everybody else in the group. Right. And right now he's on his thing with Daniel Garcia, but after that is over, it's going to be a tough spot. It's, it's going to be, be a like tough, a, it's yeah. going to be tough for writing to find somewhere for Daniel Bryan to sit at that keeps his relevancy in the rank of Blackpool combat club. So I, I would say that it's going to be punk that's basically a long way of me saying I think Punk's going to get the belt back. Okay. I do also think, though, because it'll be after all out, I think you could challenge for both of them. I think he could beat Mox and then maybe go to, to Brian Danielson. And they could have one or two together, and then you move on from Blackpool Combat Club. Yeah. Because possible. honestly, Daniel is on a thing of being the best technical wrestler. And Mm -hmm. right now, as far as where the indies are at, unless he's going to get into a trios thing, which the brackets already set for, the only two people he really has on that list right now is Daniel Garcia and potentially Zack Sabre Jr. Mm -hmm. After that, you have to find an AEW story for him to live within. So maybe after Mox loses, let Danielson go up there until y'all find out something for them that makes sense. Yeah, and Danielson and Punk isn't a bad thing. Danielson and Punk is actually very good. Very good. And especially at the rate that Punk has had to change his moveset, Danielson and Punk really works out as more of a beautiful match than Mox versus Punk. Yeah, because what Mox versus Punk, it's going to have to be more... Hard hitting, hard nose. Yeah, it's Stone Cold versus Bret Hart in there. Yeah, so uh, it, it'll be a it'll be a <laughs> not in, in a negative way, but it'll be a prettier match. Mm-hmm. It'll be closer to like Bulldog and Bret, or yeah, maybe uh, Bulldog and Sean. Yeah, so I, I'm interested to see where they go, but that's a good question of the week. Who who wins the world title at All Out? Um, and I think with that, man, let's head to let's head to the Triple H's show. Yeah, let, let's hit the Triple H Express. Man, tri- has Triple has Triple H been doing this thing of what, man? I just oh my god, he's, he's Triple H is, is is out there looking like Tony Khan, man. Yeah, before Hunter we jump- Hurst Humsley Khan. That's 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 Triple H. But before <laughs> before we jump on the Triple H Express, we do have to hit a one minor detour. Because 
it's, it's a good detour. We're going to like it because in the midst of Triple H coming in to fruition, yes. being in creative, yes, all the new things that have happened as of late with Vince stepping down, them finding out another $5 million was paid out, mm-hmm. which brings now the total, I believe, to $18 million. <laughs> Gotta love those budget cuts. Um, so with Vince stepping down, finding another $5 million that was being paid out, some good news did come from this, and wrestling fans across the world were able to rejoice. Now, it is never good when someone loses a job, but... Mm-hmm. No. John Laurinaitis has officially been relieved of all of his duties, WWE related, and is no longer with the company. With that being said, thank God. Right. Because I have not seen a single good thing. Maybe this is just me. I don't know. But I have not seen a single good thing John Laurinaitis has done in the last... (laughs) Seven years. And I'm being nice with the number seven. Mm-hmm. When was when was people power? I had to be in the 2010s. Um... People power was the last when he was on TV <clears throat> as the heel. That was probably the last good thing that happened with John Laurinaitis. Anything I, else? And I got to tell you, I hated him then, too. Well, I hated him, too, but it was good because I hated him. I hated yeah. him for a reason. I hated his character. Yes. His now character. we just hate his character. Yeah. Now, now we just hate his character <laughs> outside the ring. Right. We, we, but yeah. So John Laurinaitis is no longer with the company. Thankfully, other people are stepping in, and so far, everyone that has stepped in and stepped into a new role has done a great job. So kudos to everybody who's new. And you know what? I hate to say this. I'm, I'm going to get off topic a little bit, but. I'm willing to give the Nick Khan thing a try. Mm. If I can see what Triple H is doing right now is really good, which it is. I am willing to give the Nick Khan co-CEO venture a try. Listen, man, I think you said everything there is to say about that. Uh, I just wonder genuinely how Johnny is going to recover from this, man, because you have to think you're at work all day. So you're never home. And you got to think this big secret comes out with you involved about having an affair with your wife. Mm-hmm. Who's probably one of the one of the more famous of, of wrestling moms in the business mm-hmm. that has been going through some things last time we checked. Yes. And then you have this affair. And then the worst thing that could ever possibly <laughs> happen to you happens, which is you lose a job where you're never at home. And then after being exposed for having an affair, you have to spend all your time at home. Yeah, that is uh, that is going to be one interesting trip Ooh. back home. Because not only you, is happening back there. That's <laughs> not, not only are you going to be dealing with Mama Bella, mm-hmm. you're going to be dealing with Nikki Bella, yes. Brie Bella. Yes. You know you're going to catch some flack from Brian. Right. 
So you're going to get it from all angles. Eesh. Imagine Eesh. just be, just be glad John isn't in the picture right now, because right. that would, that would be Ooh. the ultimate, like, no, no. I, I can I can imagine him just sitting Johnny down and just giving him like the man. The, the stern talking to right. He would be the dad. He would <laughs> he, he would be the dad in that room. He would just be the. I, I could see Brian being that uncle that's just like oh shit what's what's yep. going on here. Yep. Let let me get my wife out the room. Right. John would just disappointed in you. John. John would be the dad that would let the mom just. <laughs> run ape shit then sit down and give the stern talking to right right uh, so so bad man so bad. but some more good stuff has happened along with john laurinitis not being with the company anymore we yes. have some returns we have carrying cross and scarlet bordeaux and yes. hit, hit bro, bro. triple h is doing his damn thing yo man He's he's getting to it. He's getting to it, man. Oh, My wait, God. I, I, I God's forgot. God's gift to wrestling. Go I ahead. forgot. And we got oh, one and, more. Yes. And my boy, my boy. The background story to Monday Night Raw. He's still my boy. Dexter Loomis. Yes. Yes. This man is just assembling the NXT Infinity Gauntlet. Yo, listen, listen, man. It is what it is, baby. Hey, it's I, the I game. Got no it's complaints. time to play the game, man. It's time to play the game. And I'm plugged in. I am plugged in. You and me talked about this a couple days ago, I believe. Don't play the game with the damn game. Facts. Once we get a soundboard, the game has to be one of our, the game interview with JR has to be one of the sound bites. And, and I and am that, the game, JR. <laughs> I need that soundbite. Tony Khan, that goes straight out to you, man. We love you. We love AEW. But don't play the game with the damn game. So... Of all these returns that have happened, man, you got Hit Row, you got Karrion Cross, uh, Scarlet Bordeaux. We'll, we'll lump her in with Karrion Cross. Yeah. So you got Cross and Bordeaux, you got <clears throat> Hit Row, you got Loomis. Those are the three big returns of the last week and some change, excluding SummerSlam. Excluding SummerSlam. Dakota. What, what return has you the most excited, bro? I'll tell you what, the returns for this week. Because I, I feel like we're gonna have more of these. The return for this week, uh, I believe I'm probably most excited about carrying cross. I am very excited about hit row. I think B Fab looks amazing. I think those guys pull off a level of um a, a level of bravado, yes, that really works well. It's it's very Walk on the profits is it's a little more legitimate than street profits right mm-hmm. now. Yeah, it's kind of the really on the nose of what it should be. So I'm very happy that they're back. The tag team division improves because of them. Mm-hmm. The women's division gets somebody else that they can build on. I like especially I, in SmackDown. Especially in SmackDown. So I like hit row. I like the addition to hit row. It makes sense. And the best part about some of these returns is that it makes sense. Yep. A great return makes sense for the roster itself. So I dig the hit row one. I dig the carrying cross one more than anything because we needed another monster. Roman Reigns has beaten everybody there is to beat, And it makes sense for the biggest guy, probably physically, 
besides maybe Parker Bordeaux, that they've signed has been carrying cross. Mm-hmm. He's the closest thing to a big monster that they've that they've had on that roster in a minute. So it was very solid out of all the people to bring back. Bring back Carrion Cross. Yeah. He's the only legitimate monster we have that's not working somewhere else yet. So bring back Carrion because it, it makes sense. Put him with the top dogs because this is probably the closest guy you're going to get that can look like he can measure up to Roman. Mm-hmm. That we can push as a monster because that's how he's always been looked at. That the ND people can also identify with because they remember his killer cross. And on top of that, yes, because of what you just said, I like that they're letting him look more like he did in the Indies. They're letting him keep his hair. They're not Absolutely. asking him to shave his head. Like I think he looked better. I mean, whether he shaved his head or not, it didn't really phase me. But I like I, the hair though. Yeah, I like the hair. It's it's pretty cool. It's 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 different than it's different than carrying cross, but it's not too different. Right. He actually looks like that mercenary. He actually looks like that dark mercenary. Exactly. Did you enjoy the promo from Saturday? I mean, from Saturday, from Friday, this Friday. that just passed on SmackDown. Did you hear it's, it? From who? From uh, from Karrion. I, I, yeah, I mean, it was very good. It was... At, at this point in the early stages of him coming back, um, I'm very... I'm not expecting much. It's still very exciting that he came back, but I think with all things considered, he still did really good. Letting him be himself or the character that he knows more than a character that somebody's assigning him is a better fit. And I think Triple H is doing that for all the right reasons. It's a character that Cross knows. It's a character that Cross is, as opposed to whatever the hell character Vince was trying to have him be when he came in. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I, I thoroughly enjoyed the promo. I'm glad he's back. He's one of my, he's by far my favorite return. Mm-hmm. I do enjoy the Dexter Loomis return because I have a theory on why he's back. Well, I, I explain your theory because so do I. But I, I, I have an interesting term here. I have a theory on why Dexter Loomis is back. And if my theory is correct, then I'm very happy. Dexter Loomis returned. Now, a long time ago, in a land far, far away, there were this super group of people that, though comedic, were all very impressive. And they were led by this old folktale of a man called Johnny Wrestling. And he had a family called The Way. And in that family, in the last stages, in the final days of that, of that legendary fairy tale land, they added a man named Dexter Loomis. Mm-hmm. If Dexter Loomis has made it here to this new world to bring back all his other family members. I feel like this could be to help one struggling talent said to be the last man left from the way 
Mr. Money in the Bank, Austin Theory. This could be what helps him achieve that level of readiness mm-hmm. to take hold of the coveted world championship. Do the family legacy proud. And do the family legacy proud. I believe should all the members of the way reassemble, then my theory that if Austin Theory arrives at who he should be, then I'm okay with him getting the title. I believe that is where this is headed. And if that is the case, I am very much excited about Dexter Loomis's return. However, if Dexter Loomis is just returning to just be here, then eh, it is what it is. I agree with I agree with your theory because your theory is my theory too. In some way, shape, or form, this is going to lead to a mini reunion, if not a whole reunion of the way. Mm-hmm. I think we're going to get him and Theory together in some capacity. We're going to get Indy Hartwell there in some capacity because, if I'm not mistaken, is she is she competing in the women's title, the tag title tournament, or no? Oh no, that's Zoe Starks and Nikita. Okay. Wow. From women's wrestling. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, Andy's gonna. I think Andy's gonna pop up somewhere. We're gonna get Theory in there. We're gonna get Loomis in there. I think we're gonna get a mini reunion of some sorts, if not a whole reunion, if we can get Johnny back. If we can get Johnny back. Which I believe now, with Triple H at the helm, is very, very possible. Very possible. Um, probably more possible now than it ever was before. I'm. I'm very confident that you're right about that. So I, I'm very happy with them bringing Loomis back. I agree with what you said. If we're just getting NXT Loomis before the way, I'd be okay with it, but it's not going to be what I thought it was going to be. Mm. But if we're just getting NXT Loomis pre the way, pre Indy Hartwell, pre all that stuff where he was just in that like weird psychopath. Yeah, yeah, like the that Velveteen Dream feud where he was just the silent psycho, the silent creeper. Mm. You can make that work. You can make that kind of fun. You you can make an entertaining aspect out of it. I think you could do some stuff with him and Omos where it's the really big giant and the creepy stalker. If, if he becomes like less of a less of a silent psychopath and more of A headhunter, mm-hmm. more of like a predator, like someone just out, like he picks his target and just like goes right after him. Right. If he if he becomes like Craven the Hunter, if you if you're a Marvel character, if you're a Marvel guy, or a King Cuerno, if you're a fan of Lucha Underground, guy that just he's selected his prey. And he just hunts down that man until he takes his head off. If he becomes one of those guys, rather than just a really psycho guy that's just kind of there, I feel like I'm okay with that too. Yeah, because even even because real- Dexter's kind of big, like you can do some oh, things yeah. with a guy that size. Yeah, he's a, he he a big boy. Yeah, so if he's just if he's just gonna be a threat, I'm cool with that too. Yeah, but I would like for it to be. 
the way theory. Yeah, me too. But, you know, either way, so far, all the signings that Triple H has done, I, he hasn't missed on a single one. Bringing up EO, re-signing Dakota, uh, bringing back Bailey from her injury because she was just sitting in limbo, apparently. And then, you know, the hit row thing, the cross and scarlet. Hit, like I, there hasn't been a miss. He he hasn't missed at all yet, and I'm really excited to see what he's got going forward. Absolutely. Uh, the last thing we have on our docket that I know you're excited to talk about is that Clash at the Castle. We will be getting a SmackDown Women's Title match, which I'm excited for because it's a match we haven't seen before. They're yes. finding they're. Again, thank you, Triple H, giving us new matches. Yes. We are getting the champion, Liv Morgan, versus the new challenger, the queen of spades, Shayna Baszler. Yo, man, how many times am I going to call this stuff? I told you, perfect person after Ronda, Shayna. Mm-hmm. Give her Shayna. Because she only beat Ronda because of an injury. Yep. And she only pulled out of the other Ronda match because of refing difficulties or a bad call by the ref or whatever you want to call it. Yep. Yeah. You know, it's only cheating if you get caught. Yeah. She barely got out of Ronda. And Ronda can't be around all the time. Mm -hmm. But if you're going to put her up against the monster legitimately one-on-one that she can safely lose to because they're going to be around all the time, it's Shayna freaking Baszler, the former Brock Lesnar of the NXT women's division. Yep. Put it on Shayna. What I'm skeptical about is this, though. (laughs) Though I am highly excited for the match, and if this is NXT, your girl Liv has... Zero chance of yeah. walking out of there. No, no chance whatsoever. With Understood. that belt. Understood. Not against Shayna two time, but regardless of that, irregardless of that. So I'm happy about it, but I'm skeptical because Ronda shows up at the contract signing, bag full of money. I just saying, like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Saying it ain't nothing. I'm rich, bitch. It is what it is. I'm here. I know I ain't supposed to be here, but I'm here. Fuck it. The little interaction she had going to the back, crossing paths with Shayna, and how their altercation wasn't exactly great is not what I want to see. <laughs> Still too early for that? It's too freaking early, man. Especially in a space where, like, I get you, maybe you're planting seeds of Shayna versus Ronda. Mm -hmm. But too early for me, dude. Like, I get you want to build. I get Triple H because I feel him. Shayna should be the star and she should be just as high as Ronda, especially since Shayna loves this more and Shayna is going to be around. I get it. But they have potential for a tag run. They have potential to be, they haven't been able to be a team yet. Yeah. So to start this little seed of divide so early is kind of worrying to me. 
I, I want mean, to see them together before I see them apart. It's, you know, I I understand what you're saying. For me, it's it's early. I agree, it's too early. But I understand they got to plant the seeds. They got to, you know, show like, hey, this could happen. It's kind of there's them teasing the way of, would you guys be interested in this? Like, they want to hear the reaction a little bit. Mm -hmm. So I'm not not too upset that they're planting the seeds too early. Uh, I do think that I wouldn't put it on Shayna at Clash at the Castle. Hear me out because I would rather her win it as bad as this is going to sound in the States, number one, and on a actual pay-per-view that matters because most of the U.S. fans right now are not really too gung-ho and hype about Clash at the Castle. I know I'm not. I mean, I'm going to watch it probably. I'm definitely going to watch it. But I'm not um, over the moon about what could potentially happen. Yeah, no. I mean, I'm I'm just not over the moon about any of the overseas pay-per-views because they're just a hassle to watch. But I'm going to try to watch it. And yeah. I still would let Liv win. Again, I would, I would on, let her, I would let her some find tactics. her way out. Yeah. yeah, on some tactics. Let it go have longer her, than the... Have them go 15. Have her win the way Oscar beat Shayna the one time. When I would, I when Oscar, you remember when she when she was choking her out, yeah. and Oscar kind of like rolled up over her to get that pin, so she almost got beat. She just found a stroke of luck, being able to hold her down for three seconds while getting choked out. Yep, I would have her win that way, have her just ease out of it like she did with Ronda. And you can do that because Liv is uh, quite quite flexible, so you could you could make that work. Very crafty. Yeah, that, so, that, that's the word to use, crafty. Wonder what was going on in my mind. She's, um, she's Mikey Whipwreck out there. Yeah, she's she's quite crafty. <laughs> she, she can get it done. And then I would have her win it in the States. So with that being said, the next pay-per-view after Clash at the Castle would be Extreme Rules. Oh, perfect. Yeah, perfect, give it to dude. her. Give it to her at Extreme, Extreme Rules. Extreme Rule in Philly, nonetheless. No, Damn. no, th- this year it's not in Philly. Where's Extreme Rules this year? Um, Extreme Rules is in Philly this year. Mm-hmm. Right? It is? Mm-hmm. Extreme Rules is in Philly, dude. Why was I thinking Indianapolis for some reason? I have no idea. But, but yeah, Extreme Rules. Have her win it in Philly so I could be there. And you guys can see me in the crowd and point me out and be like, oh, he called it. He was there. All right. Now, if that's the case, then let's let's just push it another month. Um <laughs> Let, let's uh let, let, let's give it the uh let's give it the old survivor series no, matter of no. fact no we can't do survivor series let, let's give it um whatever. day one we'll do day one yeah let, let's give it no no but i i honestly think extreme rules should be the should be the place where it goes down where right? she loses because especially if it's an extreme rules match because then you can let and have her choke her out with a kendo stick i was gonna say because then you can actually have live fight yeah yeah then it can look a little more even yeah, then it, it can look, look like then it can look like um, Roman versus Brock. Because then, because then Liv can get some. Liv can whip some ass in an Extreme yeah. Rules match. Liv can look. Liv, Liv can lose looking strong. Yeah, we we can do that. That that's that's a good way to do it. And I mean, she can fight till the very end, and they get choked out by a kendo stick, and be like, ah, she just had it. She was and, almost and yeah, there. That that that's a way I would do it too. Let it be a kendo stick. 
All right. I, well, I think that puts it in an end for us. Yeah, that's everything, man. So pretty good week we had this week. It's definitely going to be hopefully a better week next week. So I think it's shout out time, man. Who's going first? Is it going to be me? Is it going to be you? Uh, it's you because we got to give that that general one big shout out. Yeah, man. Um, so, so we'll get yours off first. All right. So I'm going to kick these shout outs off this week. First and foremost, this shout out comes from myself and from Stevie Jobber. Absolutely. We are shouting out. Alex Shelley, thank you, good sir, for coming on the podcast this past week. It was a pleasure having you. Absolutely. A lot of great stuff we got to discuss. Again, people, if you haven't listened to that pod, it is here on Spotify, here on Apple Music. It's on the damn YouTube channel. Mm -hmm. You do not want to miss it. We talked about a lot of great things. Make sure you guys go and check that out. And then to the usual List of shouting out. We're going to go with the wrestling fanatics, man. You got D the Toy Hunter. You got Fetch Frequency, Joey Reckless, AJ the Collecting Legend, all those people over there. Make sure you check them out. We got Arcade Pop. Make sure you check him out on YouTube and Instagram as well. He'll be a guest coming up very soon on the podcast. And then we got Wrestling for Life Network on YouTube. Those are some great guys. They've been showing us some love on IG, showing us some love on YouTube. They do live streams almost every day. So make sure you check them out. Wrestling for Life Network. And that is all my shout outs for this week. Decided to keep it short. Decided to keep it simple. Stevie Jobber, the floor is now yours. All right, man. Let me hit him with the figure four. So first of all, Doghouse Gaming. <laughs> mm-hmm. you for have anybody to. that's been away, you know this is the first one I go to. Doghouse Gaming for all your retro gaming needs from anything from the NES all the way up to the PS5 doghouse gaming is the place to be. Um, They have just about any and everything they've moved more into the store. So now there's GameCube set up. Now there's NES is set up to play. Now there's arcade games set up to play. They got everything. They got pops. They got Simpsons figures. They got everything, man. So shout out to Doghouse Gaming for all your retro gaming needs. Now, uh, I'm moving to Twitter. I'm going to start incorporating TikTok into these two. But for now, these three are coming from Twitter. The first one is the Enduring Icon uh, on Twitter. Shout out to him. Uh, We had good interactions with him this week. Some good retweets. some, Some solid sharing about how we feel about Johnny Gargano. The next one is coming from Carbon Glitch. 13 on Twitter, uh, reporting on everything pro wrestling from any brand. I'm just a solid guy. And the last one, I found another, we got another follower that's an indie wrestler Mm -hmm. that has a hilarious name. And these are always great to me because, yes, they're hilarious, but also because they're wrestling names, somehow it works. (laughs) So this shout out to him. This guy is the heavenly body dick daniels on twitter follow this guy hilarious name great gimmick and it just works Mm -hmm. so those are my three this week that's the figure four uh doghouse gaming fresh plus the three from twitter and um that'll do it for me man all righty well guys that is this week's episode man thank you for tuning in As always, you guys know where you can find us. 
over on Instagram at Dangerous Jobbers Podcast. You can find us on the website, dangerousjobberswebsite.com. You can get us on Twitter at Dangerous Jobber, Facebook, Dangerous Jobbers Podcast. Make sure you guys tune in every week because we always have some new stuff coming. Very soon, we have episode 100. We got a plethora of guests. And when I say a plethora of guests, we have a plethora. We got a full card. Mm-hmm. You are not going to want to miss that, man. Guys, that's it for this week. Thank you for listening. Thank you for tuning in. Make sure you stay up. Make sure you stay blessed. And as always, stay dangerous. Saskatchewan.